you're in the right place, so stay right where you are. In just a few seconds, you'll be listening to the Preppers and Makers podcast, the podcast of the future, the podcast of the survival technician, and the podcast for those middle-of-the-road people who still want to be alive after apocalypse. Hello and welcome back, my survival technicians. I'm glad that you came. I don't really care about everybody else, just you. You, right there. You know, you, the person listening to me. You and I are going to have a little conversation here for just a little bit. We're going to kill some time. And we're going to hopefully discuss things that give rise to thought and make you think about Things that you can change, things that you can learn, things you can do. That's what all of these blogs and podcasts and sort of things should do, is give you food for thought. So, let's go feed your brain. We're talking about prepping and making in the Preppers and Makers. That's why you're a survival technician. It's all about being able to survive with all of your skill sets, and the big thing is discussing your skill sets. Most of the time, we'll do that instead of talking about gadgets and Things of that nature, but sometimes we will we'll go on to the gadget side because gadgets are cool. So, <clears throat> today, skills, intelligence gathering. Now, how do you learn? Ah, you thought I meant spying on people. Well, it's the same thing because you should be spying on yourself. You should be looking at your own behavior and evaluating it all the time. You should always put it up to the crucible of the five whys. You know, that's something that not a lot of people have uh, thought about in uh, their skills and education toward prepping and survival. Because they are educated. They know. They know better than others. They understand the threat out there. And that's why they are preppers. Because they, they know what the other side is going to do. What those people are going to do. Well, you know, if you get onto a viewpoint and are not willing to discuss it, learn about it, or change, then you will not survive. There's a saying in the military that no plan survives first contact. And that's going to be the same thing that happens when you're prepping and you have the zombie apocalypse, the tornado hits your town, uh, you're in a low-lying area and everything's flooded. It's not just about the oppressive government coming to take your guns. It's about prepping for things that will happen to you. Now, when things that will happen to you happen to you, are you prepared? Are you available to help others? Are you willing to be flexible? So, investigate your own motives, investigate your own education and knowledge, and ask yourself why. I believe that. Why? Because of this answer. Why? Well, that answer is true because of this. Why? Go five whys deep. That's a really hard exercise for some things because you think that they're very simple. But once you begin to investigate them and learn the five whys and the fact that you've gone why, 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 and then why, if you've gone that far, then you have investigated and proven to yourself, fact-checked, you've given yourself reasoning for fact-checking. You have considered, and it has not been circular arguments. You can't reuse any of your answers to the whys. So, 
Intelligence gathering. It's the same thing. If you go and, let's say you're a private detective, your job was to prove that Bob was cheating on Sally. So you follow Bob. You know, Bob may be working with a friend of Sally's for a birthday present. But since you have come to find evidence of him cheating on her, then you're going to take the picture of them meeting in private. You're going to take the picture of them smiling and laughing together. You're going to take a picture of them exchanging this present and then hugging. And man, this is all just damning information. And once you get to the end of all of that, and you present that, and the end result is the beginnings of divorce proceedings or a, a marital argument or fight, and it comes clear that this was a present for his wife. He was trying to figure out. He didn't know what the best thing was. He went to her best friend and said, okay, you know her in different ways than I do. So tell me more. Let's let's get a present for her, and I want your help. It could have been that. And then again, he could have been cheating on her. I don't know. See, the thing is, I'm not going to make assumptions that he's innocent or that he is guilty. I'm going to look at the facts, and I'm going to be willing to be wrong. It's okay if you disprove what you thought originally, as long as you're dealing with facts and reality. So, in that situation, let's think about what we believe is going to happen. Let's say there is this, a resource out there. It can be uh, gold. It can be rice. It can be ammunition. It can be whatever. But it's a resource that you may need for a survival or prepping situation. And the news comes out in the media. Now, both sides of the media, whether you're left or right or blue or red or uh, uh, conservative or liberal, um, there are extreme elements in both sides. There's not a lot of examples of centrist media in the world now. There's just media that reinforces what people come to them already believing. And yeah, it's the fault of the people for doing that. But the media is feeding that need and it's reinforcing it. The recent Facebook hearings that said Facebook's algorithms were geared towards sensationalized things that were big and dramatic because those got more attention and more views and got more traffic. Well, duh. So you look at that viewpoint and if everybody is in a, a place where they are absolutely entrenched, they're not willing to change. Now, the sensationalized media may say the, the rice is going to be taken up by the government so that you can't have any. They're going to control the rice. They're going to ban the rice. They're going to make you have a license for the rice or whatever. So you have a week two weeks, a month, whatever, before this happens. You have to get all the rice you can right now. And if the original thing says there's going to be a shortage of rice, 
everyone who hears that and goes to and begins hoarding the rice fulfill the prophecy all of a sudden there's no rice on the shelves there wasn't enough rice for a daily business and you know maybe they could sell rice to 10 people today well a hundred people showed up so guess what 90 percent of the orders for rice that day were unfilled they were right. Those media people knew something we didn't. They're smart. They knew that we were going to have a rice shortage. Hmm. Well, I guess you were a willing participant in shooting yourself on the foot on that one if you're, you were going to go hoard rice. You're not going to use any rice because you might need the rice later. You're going to hoard it, put it back in a box in the closet. and Well... You may have some rice, but uh, you have helped contribute to the rice shortage. Now, if you're going to do intelligence gathering, and on a regular basis, get supplies ahead, get surplus of things that you need, because things can happen. Other people can fall for knee-jerk reactions, and then suddenly, there's no rice on the shelves. Well... When COVID-19 first came out and everybody was talking about, oh, we have to quarantine in this pandemic and, and it's a horrible respiratory disease, they went and they bought all the toilet paper. I have never treated a respiratory disease that I have had with toilet paper. That baffled me a lot. I, I just uh, didn't get it. They hoard the weirdest things. So... There was a lack of intelligence gathering. Anytime you can say, they say, I heard, I was told, and they're saying, and everybody says it. None of those things are actually tied back to a fact until you can put a name on they and everybody and he and they. If you can put names on those factually, not just what, uh, MSNBC said, or what Fox said, or what, uh, what One American Network said, or uh, what CNN said. If you can put a fact on it that's outside of the need to get ratings, then you're gathering real intelligence. And in any of these things, when we're looking at survivalism and preppers, we need to have what the Buddhists call a beginner's mind. And it's just a simple psychological thing of the fact that you realize you don't know everything. And if you already do know everything, why are you listening to me? I don't know everything, and you're listening to me to learn stuff. So, wow. Um, or, or maybe I'm educational. Maybe I'm just entertaining. Maybe you're listening to this because, huh, that stupid guy's talking again. I wonder what he's going to say. Well, sometimes I'm going to say something occasionally that's going to be wrong. Occasionally I'm going to be right. But you know what? If you have a beginner's mind in what you're doing and are willing to be wrong and okay with that, as long as it's a fact that you can lean on later. And I don't mean the, oh, well, it's a fact because uh, my grandma found it on Facebook and they're hiding it from us. Because, Well, you know, then you went back to the there we talked about a minute ago. Who's hiding it from you? What's the real fact? How do you find out? You know, you can say, oh, well, you know, this president's a whole lot better than the last one. 
um, or this one's the worst president we've ever had. Eh, I'm just kind of indifferent. This president's kind of milk toastish and quiet. And I really enjoyed the last president who said loud and silly things every single day, and there was always a scandal. And, you know, they're keeping this or that from us. Okay, you know, these are opinions. These are things that you're not gathering intelligence about. So, how often do you pick up a new book? If if the answer is, what, a book? Just go to the library and get a book. Go to a bookstore and get some, or just read. Just put some words in your head that you didn't go to find somebody to say the same things that you've heard over and over. Video's easy. Actually, the best graphics card for a computer in the world is the mind when you're reading a book because you have to build that world. So that's an awesome thing. So go, go, go read a book. Now, uh, how often do you listen to opposing points of view? And stop and say, okay, how much truth is in that? If you're a liberal, how often do you listen to conservative viewpoints? And not just the sensational stuff. Uh, don't listen to people yelling at you from your TV screen. Get a newspaper. Read a real article. Um, find out what's going on on the, on the other side locally in politics. Uh, religion, uh, viewpoints. Maybe you're a shivy man and you want and you hate all the Ford people. Well, take a look at, at uh, Car and Driver magazine. See what Ford's doing. You may hate Ford, but you learn some facts. The thing is, if you're going to be willing to be wrong, you have to challenge your beliefs. I know. What I believe can change at any time if I have not been privy to the facts. That's an important thing. So, when you're gathering intelligence, you have to have a neutral mind. If you're that private detective and you're going out and you're taking those pictures, you have to have a mind that's set on, I have to gather facts. A lawyer who is on the prosecution is trying to gather facts to convict, and so are the police. They work for them. A lawyer for the defense is trying to gather facts to acquit. These are specific jobs. The jury is supposed to listen to everything and not have an opinion, be willing to be wrong, and gather the facts. Now, if we are the judge, jury, and executioner of our own beliefs, we can't have those hardcore built-in, I'm never going to change this belief sort of things. Maybe you were raised in a certain religion and you believe it because you were always Catholic and you're always going to be Catholic. You were always Mormon. You were always going to be Mormon. Whatever, and I'm not I'm not digging on those, but those are the, the the two that I have physically heard, and I'm just, I'm repeating, anybody with any strong belief can be that way. Uh, and it's not a, not a bad thing. Strong beliefs lead to conviction and motivation in doing things. Strong beliefs without any proof or basis can lead to doing silly things. So, if that person is going out as the private detective and he's going to take pictures to prove that Bob is cheating on Sally. Then he's trying to build a case against Bob. 
if he's going out to investigate the facts, he's just collecting. He may be getting a guilty verdict. He may be getting an innocent verdict. But the facts have to stand for themselves. And he can put them together in such a way as to not present opposing facts, which is what we get with our news outlets. And you don't hear the opposing side. And so, obviously, this is what's going on. And in our own beliefs and our own intelligence gathering and everything that we do planning for the future, we have to question ourselves from a, a standpoint of the middle ground. We can't, even if we believe something, we should challenge it. I absolutely believe certain things, but I am willing to listen to challenges to those beliefs. And usually, since I try to base my beliefs on fact in the first place, I fail from time to time. But if I actually do fact-based investigation to create those beliefs, then if I allow challenges, it brings more facts and the argument of opposing sides to prove that maybe I even believe stronger afterwards. Sometimes it's a really good thing to listen to the opposition because you get to a good point where you realize, aha, so I've, I've looked at their facts. Now I can fine-tune my belief because I was believing a few things that weren't correct. I have new facts now. Now I believe this stronger because of A, B, and Z. I was basing it on X, Y, and Z. So... I've built a stronger case for my beliefs. And then there are times that my beliefs really kind of get shattered by facts. But I'm okay with that. Because if they weren't based on facts anyway, I don't want them. I don't want to hang on to these beliefs. I need to move on. If you find something that does not work for you, if you have clothes that do not fit, don't put them in the closet. Get rid of them. If you have a belief that does not fit... Don't save it for later when you might come back to it because it doesn't fit. Get rid of it. Move on. In the prepper world, when we look at things, what are we prepping for? Everybody uh, has their own personal beliefs, and there's no one type of prepper or survivalist or, in our, our world, survival technician. We're adding in even more. So you may be... The traditionalist, I will I'll have my bunker with my dried food and my water filtration system and my guns to defend it and my, my radio uh, network to my friends and neighbors who will help me out and I will help them out. That's cool. That's, that is awesome. Those are going to be hardcore foundationalists if we have the zombie apocalypse. These are going to be the places that we can look for as a safe spot to help us if we have something to contribute to them. You may be the type of prepper who's like, well, I just want to make sure that I have the skills to survive and I'm flexible and I know how to defend myself in a large city, how to stay out of trouble traveling from place to place, how to always provide for myself with uh, decent skills I know how to keep things running in my house because I can recycle stuff. I can repair stuff. Uh, 
I have these skills. That's a different kind of prepper. And those people are excellent preppers and really needed also. But whatever your viewpoint is, if you get too hardcore entrenched in it, you're not intelligence gathering. Go look at uh, new books. Listen to the other side. Listen to the opposition speak. Find out what their facts are. And if they're just rambling on with no facts cited and no reality behind it, then they just have a belief that should be discarded too. You're investigating yours. You're making sure that there aren't real opposing facts that... And, and, and verify real. Verify your own facts first. Make sure you believe something because you know a fact, not, well, this must be the case because, well, they say they're hiding this from us and they're not letting us know the truth about, you know, that's a lot of conspiracy stuff. Some conspiracies turn out to be real, though, folks. They do. However, it has to be based on a fact when you find out it's real. A real fact. A verifiable fact. So intelligence gathering for what your skill set is, is very, very important. If we're going to program our own uh, surveillance system after the zombie apocalypse, and I keep using the zombie apocalypse because uh, I'm not going to say after the, after the Republicans bring back Trump and he takes over and demolishes democracy. I'm not going to say when Joe Biden finally restricts everything and takes all of your guns away and shuts down your gun shops. Um, you know, these are things that would be designed to incite you and be dramatic. And you may believe in them. You may not. Um, I'm just going to say zombie apocalypse. Because, you know, uh, when you base your conspiracy theory on they say, zombie apocalypse is probably just as uh, possible. So... We got that going. When you're uh, looking at the skills and uh, gadgets and all those things that you're going to do and have and uh, be able to manage when zombie apocalypse comes, let's say you're looking at your surveillance system. You can uh, recycle old laptops, take out the, uh, the cameras, the front-facing cameras above the screen. They're basically just a little USB camera. Take your soldering gun, solder on the wires, and put them into one good laptop that's good enough to, to run uh, iSpy on it so you've got a little camera system. Run it from a solar panel that charges the battery, which keeps it going. And you're going to put little Arduino alarms out, and you know how to program those. Well, sometimes you make a mistake. You don't put a semicolon at the end of something. You don't put something in parenthesis when you're coding, and the, the, the code fails. Well, if you keep saying, well, my code never fails, I know how to code, I've, you know, then you, you have to go back and find out why it failed. This is intelligence gathering. You know, the guy who's photographing the guy who should be cheating on or shouldn't be cheating on his wife, uh, according to what he's heard, the person who's going out to find out why that proximity alarm didn't work and the zombie got almost to the house, he has to look at what his point of failure was and gather real-time intelligence, look through the code, Aha, I dropped a character, and so the code didn't work. And if he is not willing to be wrong, then he's not going to be a coder. If he's not willing to be wrong, he's not going to gather fact-based evidence on his behavior. So intelligence gathering, this is one of the most important things that you can do as a prepper, is gather proper, well-vetted, fact-based intelligence.
Now, an analyst might take a lot of things and, and create patterns and look at patterns for supposition and put them together and say, we assume this with a high rate of probability. That is a different thing than saying we know this. Don't be on the wrong side of a fact if you're wanting it to support you in a prepping situation, a survival situation. Life and death, zombies at the door, you want to be based on facts. So, learn about intelligence gathering. Look at what the opponents say. Look at what the other side says. Look at what the people on your side say about the opponents. Look at what the opponents say about your people. You know, it's all about finding out the shortest funnel or path down to the fact at the bottom of something. And I'm not talking about truth because everybody has their own truth. There's truths with a big T and a little T. I'm talking about facts. A fact that cannot be changed. I, I love the term that they came up with, alternate facts. No. There are no such things as alternate facts. There are facts and there are facts. And then there are facts and there are facts. Facts are facts. I just love saying facts, I guess. <laughs> all right. So this episode has been all about gathering intelligence and how you should proceed to gather intelligence on others, the world around you, your behaviors, the things that you're storing, and yourself. I'm hoping that you come back and see me again soon. I am really enjoying these chats that we have. And until then, stay safe, continue to learn, do something awesome, and be good to people. <laughs>